Welcome to Tripping Over the Barrel, a series that highlights the unique personalities within the oil and gas industry and the stories they have to share with your hosts and lead storytellers, Tilo and Dr. Funkenstein. Back on Tripping Over the Barrel, this is Jeremy Funk. Tribute episode number two for the great Tim Loser. Um, this would be the 99th ever episode that we've created. Uh, the second one, of course, without Tim. But we're going to do what we set out to do, which is which is honor Tim. And we're going to do that with some very close colleagues, best friends, family. We got his little brother checking in, Matty Loser from uh, London right now. And uh, Jose Alvarez, the the president, founder, CEO, uh, I guess, of OVS Group. We got Larry at OVS as well. And Omar checking in from somewhere in the Southern Hemisphere, I think. No? Uh, yes. <clears throat> uh, so you guys have all listened. Of course, this was a big deal uh, to Tim. He loved doing this podcast. And of course, I do too. Uh, Larry, I think you you listened a bunch, but why don't you yeah. all um, introduce yourselves? Uh, we'll start with Larry, uh, go to Jose, then Omar, and, and uh, bring it to Matt. All right. I'm Larry Denver. I uh, work at OVS, as you said. <clears throat> I worked with Tim for uh, a very long time, and we'll, I'm sure, get into that a little bit more. So I've been in the industry about 37 years, popped in here and there, uh, and been at OVS the last 10 years. Jose Alvarez. Uh, <clears throat> I have been, you know, Tim has been with me from the very beginning, from out of school until the very end. I've been in the industry for a million years. I'm like a dinosaur. <laughs> I will soon become a drop of oil. Hi, I'm Omar Iskander. Um, also working OBS. I knew Tim from OBS only, if you want to say only, but uh, even though there were around five, six years I, had, I was together with Tim, uh, I became very close to him because of how Tim was. And I'm very honored to be invited to this uh, podcast, a podcast. And I'm sorry for the internet. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. <laughs> Matt. Yeah, Matt Loser. I'm uh, Tim's younger brother by about five years. We've got an almost identical face. I've got the same <laughs> facial hair, just a little more more of a beard. It's got the same uh, same gray and everything. But uh, obviously, Tim's. Been my, uh, I've never, I've not known life without him. So this is, it's, it's, it's pretty weird to, to do this without him by my side making fun of me. So <laughs> with that, I'll. Well, we'll, we'll try. <laughs> we'll try. We'll try to do that. But I really wanted you to come on this because you're going to have a different perspective, right? My most of my experiences with work were with him were, were work related. Um, and, and podcast related. I think for the OVS guys, it was a little bit of both because of all the international travel. But for you, it's it's quite literally all personal, right? So yeah, um, I'm, I'm really excited to, to dive into some of that stuff. Larry, you said something to me that I've now adopted was um, a few weeks back, we went back and forth and, and you said something along the lines of, yeah, last week was the first time in 25 years, Tim wasn't talking my ear off. <laughs> like, I thought that was awesome. Tell, tell us a little bit about your relationship. And, and I think, it, you know, you, you worked together in his last stint at OVS, but you said it went back 20, 30 years. Um, where did it start and what did you guys all do together? Yeah, that stretches back about 26 years, I guess. I was thinking about that this morning going, guy, what is that math? But 
uh, we I first met him at Schlumberger, of course, and Jose will talk about how why Tim got to Schlumberger. But I was at Schlumberger in the early 90s, and Tim showed up there maybe 96, Jose, is that about right? 1996, yes. I think, acquisition happened. And he came in, I was in kind of the corporate group doing kind of marketing and, and requirement stuff. And Tim popped into the U.S. operations group and he was there to present OFM, which was Jose's first invention. So uh, so we, we were in different groups, really, but because both of our teams would, would demo software, we did it corporately internationally, wherever. And then he was responsible for a lot of stuff there in the U.S. And of course, you know, I had a bunch of demo guys. and I watched Tim demo a couple of times. I'm like, man, how do we how do we move that guy into our group? You know, get, yeah. get him out of that crappy U.S. operations group and get him into the, the real deal over here. But, uh, yeah. you know, he was set there, did great. And I, I just remember him as I got to know him a little bit there. It was really funny because the minute they realized man, this guy can demo anything. I mean, they were throwing every tool we had at him. And hey, Tim, we got a demo on Friday. It's it's Thursday. He's never seen the tool. It's supposed to go present to the VP of drilling or something, you know? And I really didn't. I, he got nervous about it because he always wanted to do a great job, but he, do, he just dove in. Of course, the first time he made the mistake of accomplishing that, it was like, you know, it was a, a flood of stuff being requested for him to go here, there, and everywhere and go demo something. And present to the yeah. client. So he did that there very, very successfully. I wandered off and did some stuff. Jose told me about a great idea he had 26 years ago. And I said, well, yeah, if you ever figure that out, let me know. It sounds like panacea, but if you ever figure it out, give me a call. So, and he did. <laughs> so I showed up here 10 years ago. And of course, the minute I got here and he was here and others that, uh, that had seen Tim work, we, we said, well, we, we got to get Tim. So uh, Jose had already sanctioned that action, and so off we went to go get Tim and uh, pulled him into uh, to OVS in 2015, 14. Actually, I think yeah. offer another one out in December of 2013. And Tim was okay. sort of struggling over the fact that he had only been working for the current company for like three weeks, and we we're about to pull him out of there. But oh, right, no, I remember yeah. that. And oh, yeah. <sighs> That was yeah, the real I discussion. Forget. He goes, I just got here, Larry. I mean, come on. That's, I said, yeah, well, but this is what you need to do. So he ended up here and, you know, the rest is stories that will last forever. That was that was the one surprising career thing, I guess, for me was when that happened. I don't even remember the name of the company. I bet if I took I, like a few minutes. I, I neither do I. But no. it. it uh, a Claro, a Claro, right? So he oh, was like doing, yeah. he was doing like, you know, Tim understood the whole oil and gas technology ecosystem as well as anybody. And I think this yeah. was, okay, you've got all these data sets, it feeds into this, and now you've got this picture in front of it, which of course is a natural fit for him. But I mean, I, I remember him saying, he's like, it's not about them. It's really just about me. Like I want to be at OVS group <laughs> and, uh, and now it, it makes more sense for me because you guys had known each other for, for a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it fit like a glove. I, I think both directions. And, uh, you know, we were just enough uh, similar in terms of being buttheads to that. It really worked well. And, um, uh, it was it was pretty smooth. Easy, easy ham and egg guy with the demo. Yeah. You know, Jose, so so you have a, a similar sort of length of, of relationship with Tim. I think you even sold him the house that his family lives in. Um, 
talk about sort of the uh, the the genesis, the history of your relationship. Well, you know, let me say, you know, the team worked for me. You know, I was always been the technical guy in the company. I I don't really care about sales. I don't care about people. You know, people problem. I must always been stuck on my technical world, and so. Tim got hired by jo- Dr. George Slater, who was my partner at OGCI Software. And he came in as a junior salesperson from Texas A&M. Now, I think that was his first job in 1994 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, uh, you know, I, you know, I met this young guy, you know, with a lot of energy and a lot of stories, you know, and he used to be a trivia guy. He used to tell him, I mean, Speak of trivia, I'm a trivia guy. So we used to, you know, just BS telling telling each other stories about, you know, about uh, trivia. Mm-hmm. So um, in 1996, Slumberjay bought uh, OGCI software. I had huh? just started uh, two years before when Jim joined, you know, I started working on OFM. And of course, OFM and PA were two different beasts. So, so hold on, because not everybody listening fully understood. This is where I would stop Tim, too. Yeah. A- the oil and gas is acronym city, and people like me get it. I, I want I admit, Matt, maybe. I don't know. But but tell us, like, what, what are these acronyms for? What do these products okay. do? P- PA stood for production analyst. Okay. And it was, it was the first, the first uh, production engineering software in the industry. Ah. And it, I, I developed that in 19, I started developing in 1985 and in 1987, I completed it. And uh, I mean, it took off. It was the most, one of the most used pieces of software at that time yeah. in DOS. <laughs> then of course, window came along yep. and uh, when it was very clunky at the beginning. So I started this new idea called OFM, Oil Field Manager. Okay. Uh, which I started, I actually developed it in Unix, and uh, and because because Windows was so clunky, and then finally Windows came up with a very stable release, and then uh, I moved to Windows, and in and in 1996, Slumberjay decided to buy OGCI software, April of 1996, Got it. and that's how Tim ended up in Slumberjay. And uh, I was I was given the title of VP of development, and Jim went off his way with the salespeople, and he was in heaven because they had structure and they he had yeah. a huge market. So he was, he really loved working there. I think That's Tim I started with Slum, Slumberger before he went to work for you, I believe. And oh, then I, I I don't know that jumped part. Jumped back over. He was there for a really short stint, if I recall correctly, with I think in the wireline testing group, and then. Yeah, obviously didn't like that. Yeah. Anyway, that was really early on. So after that, you know, he he wanted to buy a house. So I (laughs) I was I I built my house in 1991. This house where I where I'm sitting right now. Cool. And so I rented my house, the old house, and he was looking for a home. And I said, Hey, I'll give you a deal. So I I gave him a deal on the house and. He ended up buying the house. <laughs> was, it real, was it a real idea or are you, or you sold it the more expensive than the market, taking advantage of being his boss? <laughs> <laughs> well played. I was going to say, my, so, so Tim called, we were talking about this the other day, me and my dad, and Tim called my dad when, uh, after you had presented him this, this deal for the house and 
dad's first reaction was obviously this is a scam, right? So, <laughs> so he started looking at the numbers. That's and, funny. and after a couple of days, he said, you know what? I can't find anything wrong with this deal. It sounds like a great price. It sounds like a good deal. And uh, so he, anyway, that, that was some perspective from the other side of the family. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and, so uh, uh, in 2003, I, I left Slumberjay and then started this new concept called OVS. I mean, it was a, like, like, uh, like um, one virtual Larry, source. Yeah, one virtual source. Like Larry mentioned, he uh, it was totally different. It was it, it was so different than the other two and just didn't know it was going to catch on. And then at that time, Tim was making a move to go to work for uh, a company called um, Spotfire. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I, 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 you know, he came to me and he asked me for advice and I said, Hey Tim, I hated Slumberjay so much. And I said, Tim, go for it. (laughs) So he went and, you know, and along with uh, another friend who uh, passed away, Richard Reese, and Mm. they both worked at uh, Spotfire and they started the oil and gas portion of, um, of Spotfire, along with uh, oh, yeah. Denning. I forgot his name. Uh, Jim yeah, Denning? so John Denning. I, I'm doing yeah. a session later today with with that crew. Um, yeah. Tim was very uh, cognizant of not of not trying to mix things together too much. Like, okay, this is this is a podcast. It's not an OVS podcast, right? So I think he was more hesitant to bring you guys on, but he loved bringing on Laura Die. Rockinadovich, um, yeah. there there could be others, but but those were I think his favorite episodes, right? And like I said, he was that's just sort of Tim's guarded personality, where he's like, I, I can't be like waving the flag for my company. This is not this is, this is not how it aligns. <laughs> yeah. Matt, t- anyway, talk to us a little bit. Oh, sorry, go ahead. You can keep going. No, so so you know that that's how Tim ended up. You know, I used to go to Randall's and that's where I go every day for coffee. And I run into Tim and I say, hey, Tim, when are you going to come join us? And then he said, oh, you know, I'm doing so well. And I said, hey, Tim, when are you going to come join us? And one day, you know, he decided, well, I'm going to I'm going to entertain the idea. So I said, well, talk to Larry. And that's yeah. how Perfect. <laughs> that's awesome. Really, really familial. Speaking of family, Matt Lozer. Hey, hey. You're the youngest of three, I believe. What was it like growing up with Tim as as a big brother, early years? Yeah, the uh, you know he was obviously a, a bit of a talker. Um, <laughs> was, first and foremost, he was my idol. I mean, I just absolutely wanted to be like Tim, yeah. and I think Ron would say the same thing. We all wanted to do exactly what Tim was doing, so. With everything we did, with sports, with school, with uh, um, girls and everything else, it was always following what Tim did. And then uh, yeah. that was a total influence for everything we did, basically. Um, mm-hmm. So, so we, I mean, I picked I, I picked up every sport. I think I played – the only thing I didn't do was switch hit in baseball. But everything else I patterned after Tim. I just could not do the left-handed batting. But, you know, <laughs> so it's nice. – uh, it was a it was a great experience. Just I'm privileged to to have known him, and uh, just to have so many stories about him, you know, and just so many memories. I was going so, going text today with him, 
uh, and I found some some buttes back to 2016. And uh, when we first came over here, we went to Paris after about three months, and I sent him a picture of some people playing bocce ball. They were right next to a okay. canal, and it was a picture. I was trying to you know just take a perfect picture, and uh, he noticed the bocce ball players, and he said, "Now that's something I could go pro in." <laughs> and it's true you know that's that's the type of thing he would have done oh man that's that's so great so so did you you know tim and i one of the things that we were very different um in terms of our upbringing i was literally born in the house that my parents live in today 40 42 and a half years ago right uh, yeah. so i lived in one place it my entire till 18 years old then i went to college and then I moved out here and I got comfortable here right away. And I've been here for 18 and a half years. Tim moved all over the place as a youngster, right? I could see how that would be tough in some ways, but he's like, that that was my normal. Like, talk about That's, that a little bit. And you probably had to look to Tim to be like, hey, man, I just had to leave some friends. This stinks. Like, yeah. guide me, you know? Yeah. So, um, once, yeah, I think we moved. It probably, we averaged every every two years, I would say. Sometimes it was 18 months, sometimes it was three years, but it ended up averaging about every two years. So um, you had to pick up, move over, make new friends. Sometimes there were some of those friends from, you know, two moves ago were at the same base that you went to, which is kind of cool. Um, There's a lot of friends that I went to college with that we grew up at Randolph. Uh, They were actually at his celebration. Uh, One of them, Mike Sutherland was there. So it was, it was, uh, it was always a challenge or not a challenge, but he was really good at it. I think I was okay at it, but he would go above and beyond, meet the neighbors, he'd be down the street talking to yeah. everybody and telling them about <laughs> us. And we'd be around be in the front yard getting in trouble and he'd be patting <laughs> up the neighbor. Um, That's awesome. So, so when people ask, like, I always ask like, where are you from? Tim would go, well, <laughs> well, you know, it very Tim for, what do you answer when people say, where are you from, Matt? Well, it depends on the, on the, uh, on it always asking. depends with the losers, man. It always depends. Yeah, yeah. So it depends on who's asking and how agitated I am. It's Cause I'm, I'm a, little, <laughs> a little more quick tempered than Tim was. Tim had, had time to tell the story always. And if I'm in a hurry, I'll just say, I'm uh, from California, whatever. Yeah. And run yeah. off. But, uh, if I, if I'm in the mood, I'll sit him down and have a cup of coffee and tell him the story of where I was born. I was born over here in, in the UK. Oh. Um, and we'll go through that story and finally get to where we, where we are now, you know? Um, but it's kind of fun. But I, I, I was surprised that Tim stayed in Houston as long as he did. I kind of was too, honestly. I, I no, I, I figured he would bolt, go to Calgary or, or somewhere um, just like me. Cause I, I feel like I have to move. So every two or three years I get the itch. California was the longest I've ever been anywhere. And that was five, five and a half years. Mm. Um, which is, you know, so for him to, to plant seeds and just stay and stayed in the same house for that matter. Same house. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy to me, but, but he did it. Yeah. So, well, that's good stuff. We'll, we'll get back to you. Omar you I, with I, us. I, I was, so I was thinking about something. So I've got some movie quotes and it was just, I was on a train back from the beach today and I want to just randomly shoot them out there and see if you guys can name the movie or finish the sentence, name the movie or something to that effect. But all right, start with, uh, the chair is against the wall. 
Nobody. Uh, Nobody. Come on. It's against the wall. The chair, the way it goes is the chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. Shining? No. No, no. uh, Oh, man, that's terrible. Quotes. There's only one movie quote we got, and we'll come back to that later, that Tim threw out, and then that became our absolute way forward on everything, but I don't know that. What what (laughs) was it? It's it's from... uh, He had to think about it. The Wolverine movie. What? Wolverines! Oh! (laughs) No, I I don't remember. No. Hang on, hang on, hang on. the war movie with the kids, and they're in Colorado, and the, the Russians invade. Yeah, I, well, I, I know what it is now, but I don't remember the quote. You know, Matt, some of us are over here trying to take care of our families and uh, <laughs> have other things to do. Besides, oh, yeah. I miss making fun of losers. <laughs> yeah, hang on. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, well, you have another one. Red Dawn. Red Dawn. You guys know Red, Red Dawn. Dawn. Red Dawn. All right. Speaking of that, so Red Dawn was it was uh, you know classic when we were kids and we were probably i don't know middle late elementary school he, he was probably in junior high high school and then they they remade that back in i want to say 2012 or something and they didn't they couldn't use the russians so they <laughs> they used this asian uh invader coming in but they yep. wouldn't say who it was so they didn't want to offend the yeah. chinese so they made it the north Korean. <laughs> It was awful. It was just you know, none of it made any sense. How are the North Koreans invading us? You know, that really upset Tim. I remember that. Yeah. No yeah. So, okay, Matt, I, I thought, let me throw one back at you here because this quote, a one word quote, right? Day one yeah. walks into OBS. And of course I, I know him fairly well because we were at Slumberjay so long, but he comes by, I get in the office early in my office's first, when he walked past, he walks by, he's got his Diet Coke or his Coke, as he always had with him. He walks by, he goes, doctor. I look up <laughs> and I said, doctor. Doctor. Now, do you know what that's from? That's from uh, Dan Aykroyd's in it. Yes, right? he is. Um, spies Like Us. <laughs> exactly. Spies yes, Like Us. So when I replied, doc, I said, doctor. He doctor. stopped in his tracks and he looked over. He said, spies like us? I said, that's right. <laughs> so every greeting from that day on, every time he walked by, every time he came in my office, every team's meeting we got on, doctor. Nice. And it was, good one. it must have been 30,000 times. So, and people would look at us like, what, what are they doing? You know, but that was it after that. Jose, were you a doctor as well? No. <laughs> you probably he probably said it to you, you just never noticed. Don't don't you want to introduce Omar first and then we can talk about yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what's good, Omar? Let's let's uh dive into your history with um with Tim. Okay, well Timoteo. Yeah, with Timoteo. That's how I, how I used to call him just to make fun out of him. So Tim there's a lot of things with him because I, I I had the privilege of traveling a lot with him because of business. And mm-hmm. it was so fun to travel with him because, well, you all know Tim much better than me. I'm not a very 
good salesman because I'm not very good, you know, getting introduced to people. I'm kind of shy and having team next to you would make it much, much easier. Mm. Not only with the, the clients, but everybody. I mean, with team, we talk with the guy in the hotel bar. We talk with the lady that, uh, you know, served breakfast. Everybody. It was amazing the ability that the team had to, to make friends. It was, I, I had so much fun with him because of that. So that's one thing that I will always remember about him. The other thing that we had kind of a, an agreement and Tim was working on improving Spanish and I'm going to die trying to improve my English and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be able to do it. But So we had an agreement that I would help him with his Spanish and he would help me with my English. And it was very good for me because, of course, nice. every time that we finish a meeting or something like that, he came back to me and said, do you mind if I say a couple of things that you said wrong in front of the clients? I said, no, Tim, please do so. So since that day, we had that agreement. And actually, when before the pandemic that we were we were at the offices, uh, I'm not going to say that every day, but at least once a day, uh, once a week, I'm sorry, uh, Tim called me to his office and he has, okay, you need to help me with this crazy thing of Spanish. This doesn't make any sense. How come you have to say things yeah. like that? And we spend easily 10, 15, 20 minutes talking about uh, uh, not only Spanish, but uh, languages. And and that was another thing that uh, I love about uh, Tim, how open-minded he was. He was always ready to learn something about Absolutely. something else. Uh, you know, every time we traveled, he was asking for the food, uh, for the food there, for the what do you guys do here that is different? What do we need to eat here that is different? We don't want to have same burger that we will have in Houston, stuff like that. So that was that was marvelous. Another uh, trip that marked me with Tim was one that we did uh, from Houston to San Antonio, and from there we drove all the way to Midland. So you can imagine it was like. And I don't know, nine hours in the car with him. So you can imagine how many stories he, he had the chance to, to, to tell me. <laughs> uh, but it was, that's, no, that's awesome. yeah, it was very nice because we talk about everything. And I learned about Texas a lot because of Tim, all the stories, every, every single time we passed by, uh, Tim had something to say about it. And I have another privilege that was having lunch with Tim and his dad and your dad, Matthew, uh, on our way to, to Midland. We had, we'd stop at uh, San Antonio and we had lunch with uh, Tim's dad and it was such a fun lunch because, you know, I was all, well, it's Tim's dad. I don't know how it's going to be. Man, I had a blast with those two guys together. It was it was something else. <laughs> so, well, I'll leave it like that because, again, stories are too many, but I know that uh, we need to move to another point. So that's that's me and Tim in, in, in three minutes. So, Omar, did he, did he ever try the, uh, the quote, uh, Como su frijoles? Yeah, of him? course. Of course he did. <laughs> of course. Every time. <laughs> what's the what's the Jose Hosby thing? Huh? Jose, Jose Hosby. Hose that's that's gone back. Wow, well, shoot, we did that when we were kids, I think. Um, <laughs> just whenever somebody says Jose, 
Jose's not working or something. Well, let's try Hose B. She's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not working with Jose. Try let, let, me, let, let, let me tell you a story about Tim and how easy he was impressionable. You know, he was so easy to impress. You know, Tim Tim was a, a, a salesperson for, for, in this case, PA. In those days, you know, in, in, in 1980, when, you know, the computer revolution was beginning, you know, the, people were always suggesting you, oh, can you do this? And, you know, um, of course, Tim would come to the office and he said, Jose, come on, you know, I have this client, I think I can get him if we add this to the program. And mm. I said, well, let me think about it, Tim. And of course, you know, in those days, like I said, there was not very much structure. And so um, uh, let me think about it. And then the next day I will come and I say, hey, Tim, I added this option. I say, oh, man, that's that's so cool. And then he'll go and show the clients and, and you know, and sure enough, he'll, he'll, he'll get the sales. But that's the way it was with Tim. He would always try to feed me things that we needed in the software to, to make a sale. And mm-hmm. I would comply to him almost immediately in those days, you know, because it was easy and um, you put out put out a version almost every day with PA because that's the way it was. I would be teaching a class and somebody would say, "Hey, can you can you do this?" And I stop the class and I will do it in front of them. And man, that was that was very impressed. You know, people were very impressed with that with that. And Tim took advantage of that and he did that quite a bit uh, during the, uh, the 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 sales of PA and OFM. Yeah. But Jose, I think that was that's a great thing about Tim is he we think of him as a talker because he was so comfortable doing it, but he was a great listener. So he would ask uh, a lot one of, of the questions. best. Yeah, he would he would ask a lot of questions. He would just listen and he would think and he would ask better questions. And we would come away with there knowing, yeah, this is what we got to do. So I, I really respect that about him. Great listener. Yeah, it's a it's a huge part of the reason why I asked him to do this podcast with me is is I first of all you guys know how easy it is to just talk to Tim. Like Omar was saying, you can travel with him for eight or nine hours. Conversation will never get stale. He'll keep bringing up topics, whether it's, um, would you eat um, chocolate covered ants or um, anything with bacon on it is edible. Right. Um, And, and and all the way through um, college, you know, tell me some stories about uh, your family, where'd your family come from? What, I mean, everything. Right. And, and when I was going through, I'm like, you know, the thing with Tim is he's got a lot to share, but he did have a genuine curiosity and was a tremendously yeah. engaged listener, which made him like the perfect podcast guy, because even if he had a plan, he's like, well, I just heard something. Hold on now. I just heard this and we need to talk about that. Right. And, and dive into it. Um, definitely one of the things that I loved about spending time with him. Yeah. And then the curiosity too, Omar, like you're saying, trying to, um, you know, when you travel with him, he'll just start asking all these questions. It's like, wow, like, is he just trying to pass the time or does he care? And you realize very quickly he cares. That, he just like wanted to be a sponge for information. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because you normally say, well, this guy is trying to be polite and learning this and that. But no. And and and, and to that point, I have two, 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 two stories to talk about them. One, the first one is completely related with you. Talking about food, for example. So, of course, we in Venezuela are very well known for the arepas. And he was like, 
Well, you talk oh, yeah. so much about those arepas and those arepas. When the heck I'm going to have those arepas? And he pushed me so hard. <laughs> of course, I had to invite him over to have arepas in my house because, and he meant that he wanted to try the arepas. It was not only, well, I know that the arepas are there and that's it. I want to try to see what is it about that. And uh, we had, uh, remember Larry and Jose, we were all together having those arepas. And it was huge. And yeah. And another thing I recall yeah. about a trip to Midland that is kind of funny as well. We flew to Midland and we have a car reserved, of course, at the airport. And when we got there, uh, they they didn't have any cars. And of course, I was like, oh, yep. I don't have any problem. But with Tim, Tim will find a way to solve this issue. I mean, he'll talk with whoever it takes, but we'll end up with a car. So, so it was, and he was, you know, checking with this and that. So the lady said, well, yes, we found a car, but there's a problem. I said, what, what, what the problem is? It's a Beetle, a Volkswagen Beetle. So you can imagine these two guys trying to sell something to the oil industry in Midland, Texas, driving in Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> That's awesome. So <laughs> I'd say, well, Tim, we have the Volkswagen Beetle. The only thing that is missing is the little flower. Let's go and try to get it. You know that they use the flower in the middle of it. <laughs> and, and we went, visited all over the clients in Midland, driving our Beetle. And I was like, well, what should we do? We, should we park it like two blocks away and walk so they don't see us <laughs> getting into the building in the, in the Volkswagen or what to do? No, it, was, it was kind of fun, that too. That's perfect. Yeah. No, thank you for uh, for sharing that. Um, who else wants to chime in with the story? I know you guys have a few of these. So I, I, let me jump on to Omar's story there because the travel stuff, I mean, obviously eight years or so, Tim and I went around a little bit um, and we would, we would get connected on a lot of these trips outside the country and uh, it, it's, it's really funny to that. I think the the best summary of Tim, you know, we're going over there to do demos. Of course, I always do the slides. Here's the big picture. Tim does the smart guy stuff, jump into the system. And, uh, so we're, we're, we're flying in, we're into Dubai. We're, we got a day there. We got to burn before we can get our P PCR test to get to Abu Dhabi. This was last fall in November. I and think I saw so some pictures. What's that? Were you? I think I saw some pictures of that trip. He ah, said some pictures. Uh, yeah, I'm sure Tim Tim was uh, documenting as we went, of course. But yeah. uh, so we're there in Dubai. We're waiting. We got nothing to do for whatever, four hours or something. And he goes, well, we got to think of some, you know, scintillating thing to, to do. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, great. You know, so he's looking around. He's going, okay, I got it. I thought, like, oh, they seem pretty enthusiastic. I thought, oh, this must be something pretty good. We're going to figure out. And he goes in and he goes, yeah. There's a supermarket just across the street from us. And I was like, is the fun thing next to the supermarket? Or <laughs> he says, uh, no, 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 no. No, we go in the supermarket and they have all kinds of different fruits and meats. And I'm like, okay, we got time to kill. Let's head across the street. So we go in there. <laughs> I will guarantee you, he wore those people out with questions. You know, there were aisles of dates and fruits and, you know, he's over there. But he's got a basket. He's just pushing around, putting stuff in it. I mean, we're obviously not taking it back, right? We're going yeah. to Abu Dhabi tonight, but he's just putting it in the basket so he can kind of think about it and ask questions whoever walks by. 
But effectively, the mission was, hey, I'm taking dates back to my family, so I need to go get a sampling of all the different kinds of dates. And there's a whole aisle of dates, and the ladies are putting them around. So it was classic Tim, big demos, good meetings, things that actually came out of it, and a trip to the supermarket. So Something quirky always. Yeah, always. Yeah. You know, the uh, I was going to say, the, the first time I had Indian food was with Tim, and I was always afraid of it. Mm. And uh, he said, there's, there's nothing to be afraid of. Let's go out. And he took me and my wife, and this is, must have been before kids, because I don't remember the kids being involved. But uh, we sat down. It was a buffet, and uh, which I can never go back to an Indian food place without it being a buffet, just <laughs> because of this experience. But he came. And we must have had 25 dishes on the table. And he's just pointing to each one and saying what region it's from mm. and why they were vegetarians in that area. Why they're, And then, uh, you know, which ones ate meat and which meats they could eat and blah, blah, blah. And then gave us the history of where the flavors came from and, and why they tasted this way. And it was it's the strangest thing. But I, I think of them every time I have Indian food, which just the other night I had some sag paneer and I was... Just wondering where the rest of the food was, you know. <laughs> That's all I had was sag paneer. Yeah, it was uh, really sad. Uh, <clears throat> well, um, I think we'll put a pin in it there. Um, I miss him, you know. Uh, got the text message. I think it was like three weeks ago today, and um, that sucked. Um, but it's been fun for me, I guess, in some ways to do these sessions, because I know how much uh, adoration and love and appreciation for the time that you guys had with him. Uh, Speaking for myself, I think I was always more high strung than him. I think, Matt, you probably dealt with that a little bit, too. And he was a good kind of counterbalance for me in that he could be like, hey, all right, you know, like be the adult in the room and kind of calm everybody down. And um, I find myself missing that a little bit right now. Um, totally just a lovely uh, guy i just i am i'm just destroyed over here but the uh one thing he told me when he told me that he was going home on hospice i was just a wreck you know just bawling one thing my parents my parents called me back may 12th may 11th and they said hey we're going back to see tim and i said oh shit all right i'm coming to then they had talked to him ahead of time, but when he, and then two weeks later, fast forward, we're in this hospital room. He tells us he's going home on hospice and I'm just, you know, going crazy crying. They told him, do not cry, whatever you do. And I couldn't stop it, you know? And, uh, and he just he grabbed my arm and said, Matt, it's going to be okay. And, you know, that's the type of guy he was just, Sorry. <laughs> Nah, man. Get that out. I mean, I'm I'm jealous that you got so much time with him. You're what about six years younger, something like Five. that, Matt? Five. Yeah. Um, you know, and and that's one thing I've been able to reflect on recently. I say that this is like the salt on the wound for me, not to be too heavy, but like my relationship with him was growing, like because of this and the, just that time we spent together, an hour plus each week, understanding each other's quirks. Um, that we were going to go to an AM game together, all that stuff. And it just, it just <laughs> rips my fucking heart out. But, um, you know, it, these, these sessions just show 
how powerful his impact was. And I don't know if he'd be comfortable with this. He never liked me throwing him roses. You know what I mean? Like, I think no. you probably saw that too, Larry. And, and oh, uh, Jose, just not his style, right? Yeah, no, totally humble. You know, he just yeah. uh, earned everything. Yeah. He probably roll. I could picture him rolling his eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. That'd be where I'd go for sure. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, Any guys, thank you guys so much for coming on. Thanks Thanks for having me. You really enjoyed this podcast, Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy, thanks for what you've done. Appreciate it.